0: You ever heard this phrase? First things first. Ever anybody say that? It's not in the Bible, but it's a great phrase. First things first. First things first means the most important things should be done right away. That's kind of what that means. Tackle the things at the top of the list. Let's do first things first. However, that phrase doesn't tell us what's first. I, I heard a, a pastor talk about his first week in his new church, and he walked around just checking things out, and there in the office was a big sign that said, uh, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And he gathered his 50 staff around, and they all stood in front of him. He said, how many think this is great? And they were like, oh, yeah, the main thing is keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, and they all high-fived, you know. Then he said this, so what's the main thing? He got 50 different responses. Nobody was really exactly sure what the main thing was. So, first things first, that's a good thought, but who's on first? (laughs) What is first? What's the main thing? How do I put first things first as I start 2014? Today is the first Sunday of 2014. I want to commend you for being the very first Sunday of the year. Guess where you are? at church. Would you pat the back of the person next to you and say, "Good for you. You made the right choice." Not everybody did that this morning. A lot of people are out doing other things today, but you took the first Sunday to come and worship God. Well, here's our New Year's verse for 2014 that I'd like to share. And do we have those? Yeah, here. Say that with this is Matthew 6:33. I want you to say it with me. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Pretty good. Now we're going to do it with emphasis. Pretend that you have a, one of those blazers foam fingers that says number one. And when we get to the word first, I want you to do this, like number one. Okay, ready? Let's try it again. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. It's a quote from Jesus telling us to put first things first, but He actually tells us what the first thing is. He tells us what the main thing is. Of first importance is God's kingdom and His righteousness of kingdom living. A kingdom is made up of a king or a monarch monarch or a person in authority and a dominion, those people who submit to that authority. And in any organization, there is a president or a CEO or an owner, and he's the guy in charge. He's the king of that company. And in the kingdom of God, God is king. He has authority. And so the first priority is to let him have authority over our lives. First things first. Give yourself to God and his kingdom. Bow to him as king. Serve him as Lord. Worship Him as God. Love Him as your Father. Understand He is Almighty God, King of the universe, and you are His child, a servant of the King. Therefore, anything else before everything else, seek Him first and place Him as the highest authority over your life. Can you do that as you start 2014? Seek Him as King. And then live like you're in His kingdom. That's what righteousness is. Doing the things that are right in the King's eyes. Well, it says, seek that. What's the word seek mean? It means pursue. It means chase. It means hunt down. It means intentionally go after something strong. This uh, last year, actually about a year ago, Christmas... I decided that my wife was going to get a puppy for Christmas. We're at that empty nest uh, thing, you know, and and so she needed something to nurture other than me. And uh, so I thought, I'm going to get her a puppy. She's always had a dog, and our three dogs had all died. And so I was smart. I didn't just go to, you know, Fred Meyers and bring home a German Shepherd and say, here you go, Merry Christmas. I sat her down early in the month and said, this is your Christmas present. I'm buying a puppy for you but you need to find it because it's going to be your puppy. You have to find the puppy. And, you know, let the seeking begin. This is what the word seek means. She intentionally looked and studied breeds. She talked with breeders. She went to rescue centers. She visited litters. She, she went online and scoured the online dog sites. It's like eHarmony for canine, you know, kind of things. And then she found... Jackson. Let's put a picture of Jackson up there. (laughs) That's our little puppy. He's a puppy there, but he's only about 15 pounds now. But she intentionally sought after him. That's the idea behind seeking. You can take his... Nobody's going to look at me with him up there. (laughs) Thank you. Seeking is not random or an accidental thing. It's not like clearance shopping after Christmas where you just wander through the store and say, well, maybe I'll see something and maybe not. And It doesn't really matter. Many people treat Jesus and his kingdom like clearance shopping. I'll just wander through life if I happen to stump, uh, stumble into something spiritual. Great. Maybe not. Doesn't really matter. If I bump into a Christian or wander in a church, that's okay, but I'm not really looking for that. That's not first things first. That's first things, oh, whenever. And that's not what we're called to. Jesus said, intentionally, pursue me and my kingdom in its righteousness and my kingdom living first as you start your new year. First things first. The word first can mean uh, in order of importance, uh, like first place. Uh, first place, best in show if you're a dog person, or first place if you're a, a runner. One of the things, I'll just tell you right off, one of the things i miss so much in my life right now are all my running buddies. A bunch of you are sitting out there, and we, remember the Hood to Coast years, and, you know, running marathons in 5Ks, I love to run, and I don't have any running buddies right now, and, you know, now if I say to somebody, hey, I, I ran a marathon, they'll go, oh, did you win? which obviously they don't know any, you know, there's 40,000 people. No, I didn't. But guess what? A year ago, I ran the half marathon in Salinas Valley, and I took first place. Now, before you applaud, in running, if you're not a runner, you either get faster or older. I got older. So now I run in a new category. So I was first... In my category, old fat guys, you know, I just run right by, past the guy with the walker, you know, but I did take first. So first can mean in order of importance, first can mean in order of time, the beginning of something, the start of something, the first people to show up, the first Sunday of the year. We have in Monterey what's called the first night and you party up till midnight, and then it's, it's January 1st, so it's the first night there. And it's the first time-wise. When we say first things first, we mean both of these. Do the most important thing at the very start. Let's put first things first. So here are four things I want to challenge you with this morning on our first Sunday in 2014. I actually have them written down on a bookmark for your Bible on one side is Matthew six thirty-three, which we just read, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And then on the back is really the four things I want to talk about this morning. It says, in 2014, I will give Him, and then these things What we're going to talk about. And what I'm going to challenge you to do at the end of the message here today, as we sing at the very end, I want you to take a minute and say, Lord, is that my heart today? Is that how I want to start my year. And if it is, we have a bunch of these we're going to just set out here at the end. And I'm going to challenge you just to come up, just kind of a statement on your own and say, yeah, I'm going to go up, I'm going to get that, I'm going to put that in my Bible. I'm going to remember to put God first this year. I want my relationship with Him to be a first priority. So here are the things that I have on here. Here's the first one. In 2014, I'll intentionally seek the first things first because I will give Jesus the first Love of my heart. Matthew 22, the story is told of a lawyer who approaches Jesus and asks the very question that we've raised this morning, what's the main thing? And in Matthew twenty-two thirty-six, 36, the man says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? I mean, if you could boil it all down, the whole Torah and the Old Testament, the prophets, the, law, the, the Mosaic law, you just boil it all down to one important command, which one would it be? Well, the interesting thing is Jesus doesn't step back and go, Whoa, I've never thought of that. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, not killing somebody, that's pretty important. And, well, that stealing one, it, oh, the adultery one, maybe it's that one. You know, can I get back to you on this? Because that's a really tough question. He doesn't say that at all. He just instantly, instinctively knew the answer to this. I mean, how would you boil it all down? It says in verse 37, Jesus replied. I mean, he just immediately had an answer. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first, what's the word? First and foremost commandment. And the second's like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So the question, what's the main thing? What's first? Jesus answers for us. Jesus says the first and foremost thing in your life, the main thing, is to have a love relationship with your God. To love God with everything that's in you. To love Him with your heart, your mind, your strength, your thoughts, your very soul. To be so sold out, so in love with Jesus that it influences and impacts everything that you do. Your kids, your family, your workplace, your conversations, your values, your lifestyle. To put first things first is intentionally to make Him the love of your heart. So are you doing that? Does He have that place in your life right now? I don't care if He did years ago. Does He right now as you step into 2014? Are you seeking Him, relentlessly pursuing a closer relationship of love with your God? On this first Sunday in 2014, You can renew that passion before you even leave this place of worship, or you can start that passion if you've never actually ever received Him as your Savior. Just before Him, in your heart, you can say, yes, yes, that's what I want. I want to put you in the first place of my life. Give Him a clean heart as you confess your sin and receive His forgiveness, and leave the crap behind from the rest of your life. Give Him your full heart as you express your love and gratitude and praise to Him for all He's done for you. Give Him your renewed heart as you tell Him again this year, yes, this year I want you to be first place. Well, to keep that passion, if that's your heart, to keep that, fresh and, that passion uh, fresh and alive throughout the year, unlike New Year's resolutions who usually, that usually peter out, you know, after a few days or a week or so. Here are some practical ways to keep first things first. So here's the next thing. I'm going to give Him the love of my heart, and then I want to give Him the first moment of my day. I like this prayer. Dear God, so far today I have done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. I am very thankful for that. But in a few minutes, Lord... I'm going to get up out of this bed, and from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot more help. Amen. Anybody ever pray that prayer? Yeah, yeah. What do you do with the first moments of your day? They can literally set the pace for the next 16 hours of your day. How you start at 6 a.m. can have a major impact of how you finish at 10 p.m. People who are devoted to God have devotions. It's a word that we use, first. Lord, you're, you have first place in my heart, therefore I'm going to give you the first moments of every day. Here's how David said it in the Psalms. Psalm five three says, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I will bring my request to you and wait expectantly. So you picture King David with all the Business at hand of the kingdom, and yet the first thing in the morning, he lays out and orders out his day and all the business and all his concerns, and then expectantly to see what God's going to do with that, watches for God to work throughout the day. Is that your practice? Is this true that it would be odd? You know, yesterday we had this big wedding, you know, and James and Marie said vows to have a big, formal, wonderful wedding, and then in reality, when, they, when they're married, they don't talk with each other? Would that be an odd thing? That would be… Un- Anybody agree that would be unhealthy? If I got up in the morning and didn't say a word to my wife and slipped out the door and left every day? That wouldn't be a healthy thing. How about if I roll over in bed and cuddle with her and give her a kiss and pray with her and tell her she's wonderful, and then I get up and slip out? How many think that's a better practice? Yeah. If you want to have a healthy relationship, it's the same way, same way with the Lord. Uh, to start the day as a child of God, wanting to seek Him first, give God the first moments of your day. Spend time with Him early in the day. It could be a prayer like, what David says, he just kind of orders his day before the Lord. I do that often, just lay in the dark, and I rehearse everything that's on my heart, and I, I, I pray through our kids and grandkids, I pray through people and things going on at church, and I just lift all that up to God. Because quite frankly, isn't this true, when you're at work and something comes up, you can't say to that person, whoever you're dealing with, say, now can you just hold that thought, I'm going to go pray for a few minutes, and I'll be right back. You can't do that. But if you're already prayed up, when you get to that place in your day, God works because you've already talked to Him about your day. I love to pray and run in the morning. Some of my reading buddies here know what that's like. Or walking, just getting up and taking a walk and bringing all that to God. Before it happens, I've talked to God about it. And then expectantly watch to see how He works in your life. It also involves reading your Bible. It's why it's called devotions. I had a buddy uh, back when I was here who said, I, I, I can't go out and get the newspaper in the morning until I've read my Bible because if I do, guess what I'm going to read? I'm going to check the news out and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, can't, can't read my Bible. I already you know, time, ran out of time. So he says, I never go get the paper until I've read my Bible. Sometimes there's other, Liz and I enjoy reading Jesus Calling. I don't know if you've read that. Sarah Young writes it. You can buy it at Costco. It's just a little, it's not Bible study, but it's a little devotional kind of thing. And we read that and pray together early in the morning. The thing is, you start your day with God, and guess what? Your day goes so much better because you give Him the first moments of your day. You can also start the day with other believers. Uh, I love having at least one early morning Bible study small group. Uh, with other men in the church. I've been doing that for 30-plus years before I came here. While I was here, some of you guys were in my groups. And still to this day, every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., i got six or eight guys, and we're looking at the Bible, and we're talking about our lives, and we're praying together. We just think that we need to give the first moments of our day to God if He's going to have first place. So give God the first love of your heart, the first moment of the day, and here's another practical way to keep that alive. Number three is give Him the first day of your week. What, what's the first day of the week? It's Sunday. You're here. Good job. Uh, Sunday is not the Jewish Sabbath. Saturday is the Sabbath. But Sunday became the day Christians celebrate and worship because Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week. So Sunday is resurrection day. And that's why we worship. Sunday is set apart for worship and service to celebrate and to connect with God's people. Therefore, if at all possible, we gather together on Sunday for worship, community, service, teaching, support. It's not the only day that we can worship and serve. We should do that every day. But it's the primary day. It's the first day of the week. And so we give it to Him. If we were the Blazers, Sunday would be the timeout and in the huddle just before the big play. If we were a therapy group, Sunday would be our group hug. If we were a family, Sunday is Christmas dinner with all the family present and enjoying each other's company. We set aside Sunday as holy to God and valuable to us. On Sunday, we gather to remind ourselves that we need to be people who believe and who belong, and who are light. In fact, if you came to our church in Salinas, you'd see right in the foyer, we actually wrote those three words up. It's kind of our motto. It says, believe, belong, be light. And it just kind of capsules what we are about as a church. And last month, I was, uh, we just need to hear that all the time. Last month, um, I started a series uh, about Christmas, talked about keeping Christ in Christmas. And after I was done with the with the, um First message, a guy came up and said, oh, I don't know how you can teach anything more. You said it all already. Well, that was flattering. But I just looked at him and I said, well, maybe, but truth leaks. I said, as soon as we all get out to our cars, we won't remember half of what I just said. And by next Sunday, we're all going to need it, including me. We've got to hear it again. There's something about coming back and hearing the truth again. I need to remind myself, we are here to believe and to belong and to be light. Here's what it says in Hebrews 10, 24. This is our Koinea Cafe verse, actually. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. If you're serious about pursuing your relationship with God, you've got to give Him the first day of your week. You've got to be involved and be faithful on Sundays. Go to a class, teach a class, pray for and take notes of your pastor's message. Send Pastor Bob a text before church, say, I am praying for you this morning. Participate in worship. Don't critique worship. This isn't the voice. This isn't American Idol. Engage yourself in the worship of God. Serve in the nursery, the kids area. Be an usher. Meet someone new every week. and Make sure that they feel welcomed and want to come back. When we went to our church in Salinas, it's a small church. It's a turnaround ministry that I'm in right now. Small church, and the people, when we first came, there's like six or eight people in a, standing in a circle here and there in the foyer and then a circle over there. And they've been standing there for 20 years, you know. I mean, just, they talk with each other, and the, the guest comes in and wanders around like this, you know, and nobody would talk with the guest. So we have really changed that immediately and worked on it. Now, if you're a guest, you're swamped with attention. You get a stupid-looking bag, you know, that's embarrassing. It's like, oh, there's a guest right there. Um, And we give them a lot because there is, what I'm trying to say is there is kingdom work to do on Sundays. And so you need to be here. Don't be a consumer Christian that just comes in, well, let's see if I can be blessed this morning. Be a contributor Christian that says, how can I help here on Sunday? If if you want to put God first in your life, give him at least the first few moments of your day with him and give him the first day of your week serving him and worshipping him. And here's the fourth way. Now this is this is where, you know, the rubber meets, meets the road. This is real commitment. Give him the first fruit of your harvest. Uh, now, we don't speak that language. In Salinas, it's all about produce, so they understand it maybe better than here. But I think most of us understand fruit and harvest, that basic idea that you plant some crops and when they're ready, you harvest them. We understand that, and we pick the fruit. And we thank God for the harvest by donating the first part of the harvest to Him. You provided for me, Lord. Now I want to give something back in gratitude. That's where the idea tithe or a tenth comes in. In that way, you're honoring Him for providing for you. Here's what it says in Proverbs 3, 9. I don't know. Did I have a slide for that one? Do I? Oh, good. Would you read it with me? Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. What was that word? The what fruits? First fruits. First things First. Now, in today's culture, we wouldn't say fruit and harvest. We'd say donate the first part of your income. Give uh, out of the first portion of your resources. Tithe the first 10% and live off the 90%. Once again, this year, many of you gave to your church, and that allowed God to work through the ministries of your church. Good for you. It's another pat on the back time of the people around you. Because you tithe or gave this church or the church that you attend was able to have growth groups and missions and men's and women's ministry and student ministries and children's ministries and worship and music. The lights were on. The salaries were paid. Things happened in the kingdom of God because you gave. For God so loved you that He gave, that's the word, His only Son. So we give, out of a free heart when He's first in our lives. Like the boy of the loaves and fishes, you know, we give our little portion and He multiplies that in ministry. And so thank you for giving your fruits of the harvest in funding and time and energy and talent because tithing is one evidence of first place, of Him being first place in your life. Now, if that's hard for you and you say, I don't know, I don't know about giving, I got all these other things I, I worry about, how, how am I going to have enough then? Well, let's revisit the verse. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. How's it end? And all these things will be given to you as well. In other words, a good steward knows if I give first, God will take care of the rest. In fact, the actual context of Matthew 6:33 is this. The verse, let me read the verse just before it. Matthew 6:31 and 32 says, "So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run or seek after these things, and your heavenly Father already knows that you need them." So Jesus is saying, don't waste so much time and energy worrying about 2014, your financial future picture, either as individuals or as a church. That's what secular businesses do. That's what people apart from God do. That's what they worry about and seek after. But you seek after me, and I'll provide for you if you put me first. Well, what's the right response then if I'm not going to worry about money? Well, here's what He says. Seek first His kingdom. All these things will be given to you. A good financial steward knows to put first things first. God will take care of them then. So, on this first Sunday of 2014, I'm challenging you and inviting you to make the main thing the main thing. And that is to put first things first, Jesus style. So before you consume yourself with all the other interests in your life, give Him first place of your heart. Before you run out the house every morning for your busy day, give Him the first moment of your day. And before you fill up every day on the calendar with plenty of activities to do, give Him the first day of your week. And before you spend all your time, treasure, and talent on the things that you're interested in, give him the first fruits of your harvest. That's how you make the main thing the main thing. That's how you seek first the kingdom of God. That's how you make first things first. If that's your heart today, then I want to invite you as the guys come up to play some music, I want to invite you to just take a moment right there where you're sitting and do a little inventory. Say, Lord, I don't know if You've been first or, you know, I, or You have been, but I just again want to solidly commit my heart to You. I want You to take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. And after you pray for a moment, if that's your heart today, I invite you to come up as a, just a token, a, a standing up and walking forward as a public commitment saying, that's my heart. And then this is a token, a reminder to help you keep on track. So. As you you get ready to pray, let me pray with you. Father, in this quiet response now, we ask Your Holy Spirit to prompt our heart. If there's sin that needs to be confessed and let go of, may that happen. If there's a new, fresh heart just ready to accept You for the first time, may they open their heart to You and, and just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior. If there's just a fresh gesture for this year of saying, I want you to be first place, then I just pray that, that, that your spirit would cause that commitment to settle down on us today. We begin 2014 in Jesus' name.